welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you again, always, for joining me. Today, we are going to do the free agent show. This is it, the free agent frenzy, or lack thereof, or the uh, pear-shaped free agency uh, period, which I would pretty much call this. It's gotten pretty pear-shaped indeed. Well, the Vikings signed a guard, a starting type of a guard, starting quality guard. That's good. We got Josh Klein. And we lost, like, a hundred other people. Yeah, we'll get to that now. Um, We lost, like, a lot of people and stuff, and I don't know. Well, um, well, I guess we're going to draft offensive linemen in the in the in the draft. I guess that's going to be the focus, or so I would hope. Yeah, well, it is what it is. John, Josh Klein. I keep wanting to say John Klein. That's a uh, freaking. Uh, that's some politician locally. I don't. I don't know. I don't really pay attention as much locally because yeah. Well, well, George Aloka's gone. He's gone to the Dallas Cowboys, but of course Mike Zimmer never played him. So I, I don't know what that was all about, especially with our woes at safety. I mean, Anderson Dehu is now off to the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that kicked his ass after he was concussed and everything a few weeks before. NFC title game, blah blah blah. Um, yep, make make football violent again. You know that that hat and everything. Yep, he's going to make football violent again with the Philadelphia Eagles. At least a one year deal. George Iloka is off to the Dallas Cowboys. Minnesota Vikings have had Tyler Shatley visit, also guard free agent from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently, he has left without a deal. Shatley has made semi-regular starts for Jacksonville in the past three seasons. This and that. We'll talk about him a bit more in a second. But Josh Klein is the main focus. He's our he's our free agent splash thus far. Um, well, we re-signed uh, Dan Bailey. I'm happy. Um, he's our free agent splash in terms of somebody new. But um, the Vikings did make some significant moves that were unexpected and certain guys staying that we thought were gone for sure. I think most of you know who they are. We're just here to talk about it, discuss it and all that, and we'll hear what you have to say in the fan interaction segment. I almost think the fan interaction segment might have a little more to say than the actual thing here. I'm just kind of talking about it right now. Oh, God. I mean, how many people have to leave? Um, it's one thing, see, yeah, Mike Remmers has been cut, so that's not surprising. Uh, Josh Klein was cut from... The Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings agreed to him three-year, $15.75 million contract, so that's good. Uh, he will be the right guard for the Minnesota Vikings, most likely. He's gonna, he's absolutely replacing Mike Rammers. That's just all there is to say. Nick Easton was the left guard, and he's coming back, right? Nick Easton's coming back. No, Nick, Nick Easton's not coming back. He signed for uh, $24 million with the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah, isn't that great? Nick Easton's gone now. Nick Easton's gone. Uh, that's great. Off to the Saints. $24 million contract. Uh, yeah. Yay. Thanks. Uh, but, well, I mean, what do you do? That's a four-year deal for the Saints. Uh, Latavius Murray's gone to the Saints. And the biggest surprise of all, one that we kept thinking, well, you know, he's kind of declining, but, I mean, I guess he's, you know, he's part of us. He's a part of us. Yeah, you think he's slowing down a little bit, but he's ever-reliable, and occasionally he'll do something. That's Marcus Sherrill's. And he goes to the bleeping Saints. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. My goodness, what is this, the late 80s? Wade Wilson and Tommy Kramer to the Saints and, and other guys? I, I what, What's going on? Like, what the hell? Like, why is everybody going to the Saints all of a sudden? Yeah, I know they're good, but I don't know. Yeah, I hate the Saints. And, you know, and in the late 80s, we kind of didn't hate the Saints, even though we... They were actually halfway decent then, too, but the Vikings upset them in the first round in 1987, and Wade Wilson and co. went all the way to the NFC title game, only to have 
<sighs> Only to see the ball dropped by, uh, I don't even know. I mean, it's like you, you can't even get mad at him. But um, Darren Nelson, that is, running back and all that. Quick guy, kind of quirky, uh, third down type of guy with some speed. Um, I don't know. It was a tough catch. It was a tough play to make. But once in a while, you got to make a play. Josh Klein's the right guard for the Vikings. Brian O'Neill's the right tackle for the Vikings. So I guess we got the right side settled. Uh, i got to think Pat Elfline's the starting center. Uh, Vikings are still talking to Brett Jones. He was the uh, starting center for the first three games last year with Pat Elfline absent. Of course, Pat Elfline ended up coming in during that Buffalo Bills game, which was a fateful, awful game. That was his first uh, not uh, first game with uh, Minnesota last year after returning from injury. Um, and then, uh, well, it is what it is. It's so frustrating. Things went the way they did. They went pear-shaped as the way they did. 27 to nothing deficit, and there was no offensive line protection, whether it was Brett Jones, whether it was Elfline, or freaking uh, Riley Reef. He's the left tackle right now. They keep talking about moving him to guard, but we'll see what happens in the uh, draft. He might have to move to guard, depending on who is available to Minnesota. And, of course, the draft will be the next show. Uh, I might throw him some names a little bit, some very brief conversation at the end of the segment. But this is a free agency segment, or free agency show, pardon me. And then we'll have the draft preview segment. Um, I'm just here today for free agency for the most part. Again, I figured, again, just very brief, just little hints of what we're heading towards. And, well, you got to think the focus has got to be offensive line in the draft because it's free agency. It's like strike one, strike two, strike, okay, we got a single in Josh Klein, maybe a double. Possibly. Uh, luckily, he's under 30. He's 29 years old, but he was one of the worst guards according to Pro Football Focus, and Pro Football Focus is usually pretty good, so that's disappointing. Um, hopefully, things get better. He's a bit of a fit. Yeah, zone heavy, so we are going to have some zone, meaning a lot of running and all that. Guys that can go down the field, go sideways, this and that. More of a sideways style or or down the field. That's what Nick Easton was good for um, in running plays and such. But uh, now Nick Easton's gone. He's gone to the Saints, and he's going to really help them as long as he can stay healthy. Vikings were not going to commit $24 million to Nick Easton. They they just weren't going to do that because, well, he gets hurt all the time. And, I mean, right when you think he's coming back, he's out again. So that's kind of how that was. Hopefully Elfline doesn't become that way. Gosh, I mean, last year was only his second league in the NFL. So we really are counting on Pat Elfline here in Minnesota so much. It's not even funny. And Brian O'Neill, we're already superly counting on him. I mean, he is starting right tackle and possibly starting left tackle, depending on how things go. Uh, he was left tackle in college. Uh, so, oh boy. Well, Josh Klein, yes, uh, two, three years ago when he left uh, New England to Tennessee, he was just, he was an outstanding tackle, uh, guard, pardon me. And a lot of people would have said, wow, what a huge move for Minnesota. That's what would have been the case. We could have sure used him in 2016. That's for damn sure, but of course, 2016 was what it was. Uh, Dan Bailey, he's back for one year, one million. That's kind of small, isn't it? But he wasn't exactly great last year. Just okay, and hopefully he can uh, step up and uh, have a very positive season for Minnesota. Uh, but no, Josh Klein, I mean, at least it's something. He's a starting caliber guard, and yes, it was a four-year, $24 million contract with the Saints, with uh, Mr. East in there. Boy, oh boy. Well... Danny Isadora would be slated as a left guard right now. He's not impressed anybody so far. Riley Reef left tackle, of course. Elfline, center. Josh Klein, right guard. Ryan O'Neill, right tackle. Brett Jones, again, he would, of course, be a depth signing. And so would uh, the other guy that we talked about, Tyler Shackley. Uh, Shatley. Tyler Shat, Shatley, pardon me. Um, he would also be that kind of guy. I'm, he, he's played center for Jacksonville. He's played guard for Jacksonville. So... It's between Brett Jones and Shally. I think the Vikings are preferring Jones, I guess. 
I don't know. I mean, it's not like Shatley was that much worse, was he? But I, I don't know. I mean, Brett Jones was okay. Uh, again, it would be in a reserve role. I would hope he's not going to be starting at any uh, in any position. I don't know, and he might be hoping for some more minutes as he did start a significant amount of games for the Giants. But but the Giants sucked, though. I mean, that, that's the other thing. Uh, Brett Jones, the Giants' offensive line absolutely sucked. So it's like I don't know how excited you could get. Um, they've sucked for the last five six years. It seems like probably more like two or three, but still, um, Brett Jones did start thirteen games for the Giants in twenty seventeen, and again the first three. For Minnesota because of Pat Lelfline recovering, recovering from injury, pardon me. Uh, he also started one game in 2016. 14 games of action with Minnesota and the NYG, New York Giants during the course of time. Brett Jones, 27 years of age. Shatley, also 27 years of age. <sighs> you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind bringing Shatley in. I mean, Jones wasn't all that exciting. Maybe Shatley, give him a chance, see what he's all about. Again, he'd be a depth guy. And that's kind of where you're sitting right now with the uh, the Vikings and such. Shatley did start the second half of the season with Jacksonville. And, of course, that's when things got really pear-shaped for that club. He started the last seven games of the season for Jacksonville last season. Started four games in 17, four games in 16, and did play in every game. He did get action in every single game, probably special teams and such here and there. But, um, again, in some reserve role, I mean, you're going to play a bit. Guys get banged up. Uh, 13 games in 2015, no starts, and only one game as a rookie in 2014. So Tyler Shatley's still there, but I don't know. It sounds like, I don't know, he left without a deal, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. We could use help. It's between him and Brett Jones, possibly. And, of course, the draft is going to be offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. So, okay, we're done talking about the offensive line for now. I'm sure some of you are happy about that. Maybe you need a break from offensive line talk. Let's look at some of the other uh, big moves that have happened during the ta- ta- the course of time here. Um, some of the huge giant moves in this. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to the Jets, so the Jets aren't completely striking out, even though they struck out with some of us. Again, this is before I'll get more heavy into more of the, who the Vikings kept and such. Le'Veon Bell has gone to the Jets. He's finally going to play again. <laughs> million for four-year contract. That's more of a that's more of a running back friendly type of deal, running back and team friendly combination. There, you don't want to do these seven seven year hundred million stuff because it just it's never gonna they're never gonna stay that long. It's 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 the NFL, not for long. Earl Thomas to the Ravens, big one there, four year fifty five million. He's that safety from Seattle. Trey Flowers, defensive line from the Lions, is going or no, he's going to the Lions. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, valuable guy. Nick Foles is off to the Jags. So we'll see what happens there. Landon Collins is heading to, he's from a former New York Giant, heading to the uh, Redskins. Interesting signing there. The big one, the one we thought we were going to lose, the sixth rated free agent overall on the 101 top free agents. Anthony Barr, linebacker, was going to the New York Jets. Everything's done, and then he's like, I don't think I like this idea. I feel a little sick about it. Ends up coming back to Minnesota the next day. Five years, $67.5 million contract, $33 million guaranteed. So, all right, Anthony Barr returning to the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of you know that already, but still pretty cool, and it's a better fit. Um, he's in a base 4-3 scheme, or it would have been a 3-4 scheme in New York. Anthony Barr's talent is is being a pass-rushing linebacker. He, he needs to be a rushing linebacker. 
If he drops back into coverage, it's game over. Vikings are going to lose on a regular basis. He is not going to be the kind of guy that can go one-on-one with tight ends and, and make a play. Maybe once in a while he will. But generally speaking, dropping back into coverage with Anthony Barr is the opposite direction you want to go. You want to be going forward, attacking the quarterback, or getting into the backfield and again, pulling down the running back, this and that. Or just wreaking havoc and causing the quarterback to hurry and throw an inaccurate pass, or throw the ball away, or get a bleeping sack, which is what we would love the most. <clears throat> he could be our miniature Khalil Mack. That would be great. I mean, let's take it. Obviously, Khalil Mack is what he is. He's actually slightly younger, and he's a superstar. He's in Chicago. He's one of the best players in the NFL, period. Might be the MVP of all football. I mean, he is that good. Anthony Barr's value is so much better when he's playing in that similar uh, Khalil Mack type of role. Attack, 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 Anthony. No pass, please no dropping back. Because once he drops back, we're going to lose. We're going to lose and we're going to continue to lose. That's just making a mistake. So again, that's what the that's where the Vikings need to head with uh, Anthony Barr. Um, sounds like Gary Kubiak also <clears throat> has big plans for Laquan Treadwell. Now, whatever that means, I don't know. You tell me. What does that mean? What does that mean he has big plans for Laquan Treadwell? Well... Gary, I hope that involves uh, Laquan Treadwell catching the ball. So hopefully it works works out. Gary Kubiak uh, uncovers the magic with the guy, and he becomes a solid third wide receiver. As of right now, your third wide receiver is <laughs> Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? But anything can happen in the draft. Free agency is what it is. I'm not counting on anything spectacular, and there's been no signing. There's been no Jay Crowder signing or any of that type of stuff. So we're still waiting. Uh, the seventh rated, uh, <clears throat> seventh rated um, free agent was uh, C.J. Mosley going to the Jets. So again, the Jets are not striking out in free agency all that bad. Good acquisition there. Justin Houston's going to the Colts. K.J. Wright is going is staying with Seattle. So there you go. Sheldon Richardson is off to the Cleveland. Browns, that doesn't make me feel too good. Uh, three years, $36 million, rather than one year, 12 with Minnesota. So that $12 million is off the books. So, well, it is what it is. At least we were able to get Josh Klein. Yeah, I mean, Sheldon Richardson's gone, so now Minnesota has to, uh, well, there's a, I mean, if it's one of those situations, depending on who's available for the offensive line, and if Ed Oliver is floating around at pick 18, the Vikings, the chances of the Vikings heading that direction is extremely high as we kind of merge draft and free agency with that conversation. That's kind of what this show is, basically. Free agency, heavy, and then looking at the approach the Vikings are going to make into the draft. It's going to involve the trenches. It's going to be a trenches draft, particularly early. I think defensive line and defense offensive line, obviously. The game's won in the trenches, even though you got the great quarterbacks and all that. But if your quarterback doesn't have time to throw the ball, you're not going to win. And if your running back can't find a hole because there is no hole, you're not going to win. You know, I mean, it's that simple. You could say the offense is is, is the game today, and and it's gonna and every score is gonna be fifty five to fifty one. You know, ju, you know the Rams versus uh, Chiefs that type of game like we had last year. Don't not so fast, not so fast. <laughs> the game is still one in the trenches because you're not gonna get no fifty points on the board if you can't protect your quarterback. In fact, you're gonna get shut out by some of these defenses. It it, it could very well happen. Uh, Tyron Matthews going to the Chiefs. Vikings just didn't have the money on time, and we still don't. We just weren't going to be able to get him. Not for that price. Three-year, $42 million to the Chiefs. So congratulations to that club. 
Dominican Sue is still unsigned. Preston Smith has gone to the Packers, so that's a nice addition from the Skins. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner to the Raiders. Ansa to the, uh, help he's still available. That's an interesting one. Trying to look at some of these. Yep, so Tevin Coleman, the running back, he's off to the Niners, so he's going to help replace, uh, I guess he might help replace, uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon, unless McKinnon's healthy and ready to go, or he can be a combo with him. That could be a good one. Two-year, $8.5 million. That's not that much. Really, it isn't. Uh, Tevin Coleman from the uh, Falcons. That's a guy I wouldn't have mind the Vikings acquiring. But, uh, well, we're keeping uh, we're keeping the other guy. So, uh, Amir Abdullah is going to stay with the Minnesota Vikings, and we're going to need him because he returned some kicks last year. Um, and, of course, Mike Hughes. So, those are probably your kick returners going into the season right now at least pre-draft and all that, and pre some some shocking signing that I don't see happening anytime soon. Uh, that's probably your kick returners, Amir Abdullah and uh, Mr. Mike Hughes. And pray to God for Mike Hughes' health, obviously. Uh, Jared Cook, tight end, is off to the New Orleans Saints. Oh, isn't that exciting? Uh, Jordan Hicks is going to the Cardinals from the Eagles. That's an interesting one. But just kind of looking around, Teddy Bridgewater staying with the Saints. A one-year deal. Wow, so 7.25 guaranteed. Only one year again. So Teddy Bridgewater will be a free agent again next summer. So hopefully, or next next summer, next late winter, early spring, whatever. Hopefully Minnesota can uh, bring him back. I would love that. But um, I would love to bring Teddy Bridgewater back and just say adios. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, I better watch out. You guys are going to kill me, some of you out there. But um Wow, uh, it's worth it's worth up to twelve point five million. That's of course if he has a really good season and the Saints have major success. We'll see what happens there. Golden Tate goes from the uh, Lions to the Giants. Oh goody, that's exciting. I'm sure for the Giants and all them. It's not like he's a bad player, but there's just nothing really to say. As I've kind of continued to move around, Mark Ingram has left the Saints, going to the Ravens, and of course he's been replaced by Latavius Murray. Um, Jamison Crowder. There he is. Jamison Crowder is going to the Jets. Wow. So, well, you beat us, New York Jets. You beat us. So, after, again, getting pissed off about Cousins and Anthony Barr, they hate us with a passion. And the whole, oh, you know, instead of this beautiful Italian restaurant, you're just going to settle with Olive Garden, you know, in Minnesota. Well, okay. But Jamison Crowder, he is going to the uh, beautiful Italian restaurant in New York. So, there you go. We'll continue here. Any type of major. Yep, Terrell Suggs. God, that guy's still around. He's going to the Cardinals now from after playing with the Ravens for like 100 years. One-year deal worth probably not much. Ha-ha, <laughs> Clinton Dix is laughing his way to Chicago. All right, well, they lost one and guy and gained one, basically. So, ha-ha, <laughs> Clinton Dix leaves the Packers and is laughing his way to Chicago. I know, that's really funny. I'm sorry, I had to say that. Uh, Morris Claiborne is still a free agent. He's a cornerback. Okay, but I don't think the Vikings are... Jump into that at the moment. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Clay Matthews. This is a very interesting one. Clay Matthews is leaving the Packers for the Los Angeles Rams. So, okay. Clay Matthews leaving Green Bay after all these years. Wow. Jay Ajayi is still available. Maybe that's who the Vikings should go after. We want Ajayi. We want Ajayi. Okay. <laughs> and no, he has not maximized his talent over the course of his career. <sighs> trying to see. Uh, Cordero Patterson is moving to Chicago. That's right. Cordero Patterson is on his way to the Chicago Bears after getting his ring with the New England Patriots and dropping a pass and stuff and not being all that great in the Super Bowl. Just kind of doing this and that. Two years, $10 million with the Chicago Bears, $5 million guaranteed. So at least he'll be a multimillionaire one way or another. Uh, Randall Cobb is on his way to join Dak Prescott and the Chicago 
Chicago, the Dallas Cowboys. That sounds cute. Randall Cobb leaving Green Bay. So, again, another guy out of Green Bay, Tyrod Taylor. Not many people too excited about that one, but he will go to back up Mr. Uh, Phillips over there in San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, they're the Los Angeles Chargers. C.J. Anderson still available, the big boy there. They played with the Rams and, of course, the uh, former Denver Bronco, Crabtree, at uh, age 31 is still available. I'm not sure we're in a huge hurry to go after him. Adrian Peterson is sticking with the <laughs> with the uh, Washington Redskins. Two years, $8 million, so keep climbing the ladder there. Uh, they're not a great team, but hey, climb the ladder, and uh, Mr. Case Keenum will probably be their quarterback, depending on uh, Alex Smith's recovery. As things continue to get interesting over there, Cole Beasley's on to the Bulls. Uh, the Bills, he's leaving the Dallas Cowboys. Cole Beasley's leaving Dallas. That's another interesting one. Um, any more floating around that are fascinating stuff to talk about a little bit before we jump back into Minnesota? Sam Bradford's still a free agent. Go get him, guys. Go get Sam Bradford. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are looking at a couple of guys at quarterback as well. I saw somebody somewhere... No, who was, who was, yep, there's a, <laughs> the player the Vikings are after, a very unknown guy. Um, I do, I wouldn't mind the Vikings getting Shally depending on what happens with that, but we'll see what, we'll see. Um, who the heck was it? Uh, we got to move forward into uh, Mr. Josh Klein. The quarterback that they could possibly be looking at was, yep, Sean, Mc, <laughs> Sean Mannion, who was a third round pick by the Rams in 2015. Third round pick, Sean Mannion so far hasn't done a whole lot. He's a free agent, and the Vikings are looking at him because uh, Trevor Simeon is now on his way to the New York Jets. So the Jets, well, they got Trevor Simeon. They didn't get uh, Kirk Cousins, but they, yeah, they have their they have their quarterback of the future there. So Josh Darnold, and then they get, uh, they get Trevor Simeon. So I think the last laugh could be on New York's side in that one, maybe. Uh, Sean Mannion, Oregon State. He's played in three games so far. Not much to say. Decent quarterback rating, I suppose, but I mean, yeah, it's just three games. I mean, not much of a sample size. Uh, in 2017, he, he got into five games at 100, 185 yards. Not much to say, though. Uh, no touchdowns, only one interception in 2016 after attempting six passes. So there's just not much of a sample size. And I don't know. I mean, and again, Jared Goff's the number one overall pick. He's your quarterback, regardless of what happens. So it, that, that kind of is what it is. I mean, Jared Goff is their quarterback. So Sean Mannion supposedly was the guy the Minnesota Vikings are looking at. So, yes, this is going to be an interesting thing. This is a report just a, a few days ago. Never made, a, never made much of an impression, this and that. But uh, we'll see what happens. And then you have Kyle Sloter. So maybe Sloter wins the backup job, Mannion's number three, or well, whatever. I mean, it's not a good backup situation. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, what team really is, like, ready to rock and roll when their starter gets hurt? The Eagles, well, they were. Now they aren't. Uh, very few teams are really, like, ready to go to the Super Bowl when their starter gets hurt, except for very, very few cases, like the New York Giants with uh, Hostetler backing up Phil Stamms. You know, he went in there and won the Super Bowl, helped beat the Buffalo Bills. But I think the Giants' defense had a little something to do with the Buffalo Bills not winning that game. Uh, because the Buffalo Bills had a pretty prolific offense, and they just didn't score that much. And they had that prolific offense, still put them in position to win, and then freaking Ken Norwood couldn't hit a 21-yarder, which is just ridiculous. 
Oh, I hate kickers. I think everybody does. Though I do like Dan Bailey. I like you, Dan. There's just, you know, I like Dan Bailey. He seems like a calm guy. Seems like a, a, a calm, cool type of guy. Um, just kind of knows his role and, and whatever. So I'm happy to bring Dan Bailey back regardless. He just, he, he doesn't look like a guy who's just flustered and freaking out every time something happens. So that's the hope there with uh, Dan Bailey as the year starting kicker. Well, starting kicker. It's your kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. Only $1 million, too. That's pretty crazy, considering what Dan Bailey was just like two years ago with the Dallas Cowboys. We all know who number five, the kicker of Dallas, was. He was a guy who made his kicks. And, well, that's your job in the NFL. <sighs> I want to thank Roto World for some of the information. And, of course, well, well, you know, you're looking at the position by position by position, you know, kind of, you got the big list, the 101 this and that to the information nfl.com and roto world you, you know it's good to cite things because of course the information is right there in front of you so it's good to have it out there have a conversation some of you that may not want to be digging around and all that rather listen to the podcast and such but <laughs> interesting uh moves by by uh certain teams interesting changes where minnesota continues to struggle through free agency though of course it is what it is when you're strapped you're just cap strapped so Again, nice, solid uh, job keeping your restricted free agents and, of course, your unrestricted in Anthony Barr. That was a very exciting situation there. So, of course, of course, you got Daniil Hunter locked in. Five years, $72 million. That was, of course, way back in the summer. But, hey, still something you want to talk about because it's a big deal. Anthony Barr, similar type of contract, slightly less right now. Five years, 675 77.5 up to, depending on how things go. Again, $33 million guaranteed. That was mentioned already. Shamar Stefan returns to the Vikings from Seattle. Three years, $12.45, million in the first year. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Again, Amir Abdullah returns, I believe, just a one-year deal. No information on the contract. It can't be too much, though. It's probably something like a million, maybe two million, something like that, a la Dan Bailey. Max value of two million with that contract. So free agency has not been super exciting for Minnesota. Also, Tom Compton also leaving for the New York Jets. So another Viking player leaving and off to the New York Jets. Uh, Trevor Simeon was one year for $3 million. Jamison Crowder, 28. Wow. Three-year deal, 28. That's the guy a lot of us thought the Vikings would try to get. And Tom Compton also on his way to the New York Jets. Looks like that's unofficial at this moment. They're just kind of playing around, but ultimately that's where he's heading at the end of the day. Oakland Raiders also made the big trade for Antonio Brown. Pretty exciting, actually, at the end of the day. Two 2019 picks, round three and, number, and round five. That isn't all that much, but then, again, a lot of money. And, well, he's going to be your number one wide receiver in this and that, so there's a commitment there, more so than people want to admit. Uh, Vontez Perfect also one-year deal going to the Oakland Raiders. That's an interesting one as well. Mike Glennon, wow, that's funny. He's going to be their backup quarterback. Some interesting moves over there in uh, in uh, Oakland. So it's going to be very interesting time. Antonio Brown, Vontez Burfecht, who is obviously a good linebacker with Cincinnati, but had his moments. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner leaves the Rams for the Oakland Raiders as well. Four years, $42 million. So again, extremely interesting moves by the Oakland Raiders. As I think next year, things could be quite interesting. I think the Jets are going to be significantly better next year as well. I don't think the... Uh, I, I don't really think the... Uh, the Rams are on their way to being anything great. Blake Bortles is going to be a backup quarterback for them. That's kind of funny. Wow. That's crazy for how much he signed for. Remember how much they signed him for in Jacksonville? 
Ah, wow, that's insane. <sighs> yep, so that's a strange situation. He was obviously let go. Malcolm Brown, Dante Fowler. Okay, a Clay Matthews, interesting addition, but he's past his prime, this and that. So, yeah, I, I know. Um, but, yep, Tom Compton leaving, that figures. Anthony Barr agreed to stay. That's pretty awesome, this and that. So, and then again, Everson Griffin also restructured. Big surprise there. We thought he might be gone as if I can try to make moves, this and that. So I'm going to take a quick break, come back, and we'll talk about these moves with you guys and other conversation possibly regarding Minnesota in the Fan Interaction segment right after this. back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two in this case, two-segment show, fan interaction, and we'll dig a bit more, look at the draft a tiny bit too as we're kind of jumping around, and just in general, I mean, consensus, it looks like Jonah Williams, tackle out of Alabama, or Cody Ford, guard out of Oklahoma, or Andre Dillard, that's another possibility coming out of uh, Washington State, looks like a tackle to me, obviously, a tackle out of Washington State and Andre Dillard, those are kind of the three consensus possibilities, could be Garrett Bradbury playing center and guard, that type of thing, Chris Lidstrom's a guard out of Boston College, would be an interesting move, and another one, tackle Dalton Reisner, so those are a couple of other possibilities possibly going into the second round, either trading up in the second round, or they're hanging around, or maybe, just maybe this guy. That might be the one. That just might be the one. Michael Jordan could be the guy coming. <laughs> Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Ohio State. Michael Jordan. <sighs> yep. Right now he's ranked 60th overall in all the draft prospects. Ohio State needs an offensive tackle possibility. Six foot six. So just like Michael Jordan, six foot six. But unfortunately, uh, maybe about 110 pounds heavier. Michael Jordan out of Ohio State. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no no shadow at all with that name, but uh, no, it's okay. Uh, hey, you know, who knows? Maybe he might be a second, third round uh, idea out of Ohio State. Ohio State has produced a lot of great players, including a lot of great, great old linemen as has Ohio, uh, Iowa over the years, and uh, Alabama's produced a few. Remember Jonah Williams, obviously, last year moving to left tackle, replacing uh, the uh, very talented player the year before, so it's going to be extremely interesting where the Vikings head into the draft. And uh, it's going to be very uh, O-line heavy, i got to think. I think two out of the first three rounds will be O-line. And D-line will be the other thing, or possibly wide receiver. But uh, you got two elite wide receivers. Don't take a high pick on a wide receiver unless you're absolutely, absolutely positively, like, this guy's absolutely going to be a good player in this league for many years. That type of thing. Like, it's a can't-miss, no-brainer. And well, how often does that happen? Seriously. So, let's just kind of move from there. Twitter, want to thank Hall of Famer. That's right, Hall of Famer. Purple Mafia Hall of Famer. Malcolm McSween out of Southern California for retweeting the show. You'll hear from him in a little bit as he was very happy to join the Hall of Fame this year. And, uh, yep. Some of you that didn't get in, I mean, I just, uh, I I hope some of you aren't uh, annoyed and all that. I mean, it's just a podcast, so it's nothing huge. And, of course, also, some of you, like, there's a guarantee you're going to get in. So, very soon. Um, 
just a few to name. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I got to be very careful. But uh, some of you, yeah, that I mentioned on the last show as future Hall of Famers, there's a pretty good chance you're getting an extremely soon. Um, Cedric Paulding's definitely way up there as well. So just in case, <laughs> in case he's listening at the moment. So I want to thank you guys for your interaction. There are no actual comments. Did not hear from Hall of Famer, official Hall of Famer now, uh, Mad Martin yet. Maybe he's busy. Sometimes he gets behind, and that's how it is. You know, podcasting, sometimes it's a slow burn when people are, uh, they could get caught up with the show, especially in the off season. You know, that's why sometimes the numbers, it's a slow burn. It doesn't explode. Like, there's a, the diehard fans that, that download it right away. And then some people, you know, it's two, three, four weeks later, and then, oh, now the numbers went up. So it's a, it's the that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. So at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. Apologize the strange uh, start to this uh, segment. But, hey, we had to talk about a little bit of how where the draft Vikings are heading into the draft, this and that. Got very tied up into free agency and figured, hey, you know, maybe I didn't give enough conversation on that in segment number one want to thank those of you that always love listening to the show and comment and all that. So most recently, Mark Carlson on the most recent show on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Going to give a quick shout out to Vikings Haven. MN Vikings Haven, do join that Facebook page as well. Vikings off-season news, in-game threads, conversation, this and that on there. Trevor Wickerin, the founder of that page, kind enough to allow me to post links to Purple Mafia on that page. Thank you again. Very happy to give him a shout out, and I know a good number of you have joined. Mark Carlson out of Iowa says, My day just got great. And then Leland Albertson out of Iowa also says, Thanks, Joey. And I love Iowa. Thank you guys so much for how uh, good you've been. Sebastian Barton locally, well, I guess Mankato area, says, Did you include cutting remmers? And yes. Um, I think it was at the point he was getting, he was going to get cut. Like, it was obvious he was going to get cut. Maybe it wasn't 100% official, but I was like, Yes, he's gone. Like, I was, I knew he's gone. And I think most of you did as well. So, one of those type of deals. Uh, Shamar Stefan agreeing to the three-year deal. Comments there. Leland out of Iowa again says, well, it buys some cap space. And to, uh, William Carr says, maybe he needs to trim a few pounds. Unbelievable. <laughs> yep, he does look pretty big there, doesn't he? In that image there. 247 Sports posting that story at the time. Uh, Sheldon Richardson off to Cleveland. That frustrated a lot of people three years $39 million. And I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be awfully good next year as well. They made some interesting moves, including acquiring Sheldon Richardson. Leland says he was a solid lineman, but really didn't make a big splash for the Vikes. And I don't think he did either. He had some moments in the mid to later portions of the season. But yeah, it's not like he really stood out like we, we owe him, you know, like, you know, $15 million for like six years or anything. So that's just kind of how things are right now. And and the Vikings' salary cap situation was what it was. The whole story of Anthony Barr changing his mind, deciding to stay with the Vikings after agreeing with the Jets. Like, the deal was done already. Gerald out of Nebraska, Hall of Famer, says, great player when he's healthy, glad they were able to retain him. No question about that. Uh, Leland out of Iowa says, yep, a, a better chance with better chance with Vikings for a postseason run or the money. Tough choice. So, Yep, it is what it is, and he did come to Minnesota instead of a little bit more with the Jets, this and that. Uh-huh, Latavius Murray off to the uh, Saints with a four-year deal. Pretty crazy. No comments there, but a, a bit of reaction. Sad, upset kind of reaction there. Vikings agreed to bring back Everson Griffin on a restructured contract. Mark Carlson says he's very happy. Josh Mayer Henry, a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame out of Colorado, says glad. We were able to hang on to him. Yep, Josh Mayer, Henry. Yep, multiple uh, years with the, being in the final stars of the year 
uh, deal the last uh, the last two years. He's been a huge star for the show the last two years, without a doubt. Uh, Ali Sidikai locally says, I, I would have been fine bringing him back, but not for that much, and that would be Nick Easton. Three years, no, four years, $24 million to the Nolan Saints. Mark Carlson says, and then what? As in like, yeah, <laughs> it's a frustrating situation. Gerald String says, great. Owen Brown has an image of a cowboy saying, well, bye. <laughs> frustrating situation indeed. Uh, it just kind of is what it is. As uh, Nick Easton, I, I like him. Um, I like Nick Easton. I hated the injuries, though. Tom, Tom, Tom Compton signed to the New York Jets. Amir Abdullah returns to the Vikings. So we finally kept somebody other than, well, well we kept somebody anyway, as uh, we hadn't signed anybody new to this point. Gerald, again, out of uh, Nebraska says, couldn't agree more with Eric and Jeff. Let's see, what's going on? Okay, it was backwards. Eric Mustard, let's start off with him then. South Dakota says, I hope Abdullah can play some O-line because we have five total linemen. Pat Elfline, Riley Reeve, Danny Isadora, Rashad Hill, and Brian O'Neill. And yeah, that's all it was until Josh Klein. Uh, Eric Mostard wraps up the, his comment here saying, also, I'm looking forward to us spending high draft picks on defensive backs. As in, that's a little bit of sarcasm mixed in there. As, you know, we all know what uh, the way Mike Zimmer leans towards defensive backs, just slightly. Jeff Royland out of Iowa says, I'd start shopping Rhodes, and that's out there. Rhodes and uh, Waynes are out there as possible trade bait. One of the two. Uh, it would only be one, though, of course, because you don't want to gut your uh, def- defend your secondary because then things get really interesting. Jeff Freeland says, I'd start shopping Rhodes. He's always nicked up, and the Rhodes opened this past year and a half instead of Rhodes closed. Yep. Teams have been giving high draft picks lately. We need an, we need a line, and I would not mind uh, making some kind of move. It depends on the replacement and all that. But uh, the crabby part is watch them just take another one, just take another defensive back instead of uh, O-line. But uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, Mr. Uh, I can't even remember. So let's move forward. Uh, Gerald String says Holton Hill. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. I'm blanking as I'm loading up Gerald String here. Holton Hill. That's what I'm thinking about. As remember, Holton Hill was an undrafted free agent, so I suppose he can do it with just about anybody as long as they have the talent and the ears, you know, to listen. Uh, Mike Zimmer can do it with just about any cornerback. Of course, he had the talent, and people knew that Holton Hill could play. It just was a matter of would he play? Would he play well? And he did. Um, and he had to. He had, he had to. It just was what it was. Uh, Gerald String says, couldn't agree more with Eric and Jeff. No urgency to improve the O-line. Don't get this at all. And I, I understand. Believe me, do I understand. Vikings re-signed the kicker, Dan Bailey, to a one-year contract. Leland says, I like the incentive clause. If he does good, he's going to get paid. If not, it only cost us 250 k That's pretty crazy. Gerald String says, I would just go for a kicker. I would just, nope, I would just forego a kicker. Go for it every fourth down in enemy territory and always go for two after touchdowns and be done with it, LMAO. Bailey will probably settle down and be absolutely fine. So hopefully he's just joking around, of course. Mark Carlson says, eh, I'm so-so on Bailey, but I will say he is qualified and fit for duty. So fit for duty, just that. I still haven't bought stock in him. I have no confidence yet that in a big game when it's all on the line, he can make a long kick. We need to walk off with a W. It's just the way I am these days. And, of course, yes, we've been through utter hell when it comes to kickers. It, we really have. Jeff Froyland responding to Carl, Mark Carlson saying, I agree, but remember, we have a different special teams coach. That could significantly help. Yep, and that's 
Hopefully, hopefully that does make a difference. Um, only 250,000 guaranteed. That is pretty crazy, though. I would take 250,000 guaranteed right now, today, to go try out to be a kicker for the Vikings. But, yeah, let's leave that alone. I'd like my 250,000 if humanly possible, though. Josh Klein, the addition of Josh Klein, of course. Let's see what you had to say about that out there. Mark Carlson says, well, what could, whoops. Well, what could go wrong with this? And I don't care about and I don't care after thinking about it. Someone needs to pick up the slack. The guys we have had in the past have been good to mediocre. Not really performing to the expected standard. No change is good, I guess. And this guy is no rookie. So it's not going to be a bust or will it? I hope he isn't. Um, I really hope so. Uh, Brad McCarthy was asking how old is he? And I said, yeah, he's 29 years old. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, basically average at this stage, though two years ago he was above average, and I was again recommending to McCarthy to check out the recent show, because I don't think he heard. You're in the Hall of Fame, Brett. You're in the Hall of Fame now. Did you hear about that? Did, were you expecting that to happen, or or is he just maybe, does he just post on the page and not listen? Maybe maybe that's some of the people I'm fearing that could be the case. Most people just uh, come on the page, but don't listen to the show. I'm guessing they listen, though. Most of them. At some point, like eventually, or they listen to a couple here and there, but anything is greatly appreciated, and I always love what you guys have to say. It means a great deal to me. So let's look at visitor posts and look to wrap up the show, if humanly possible. I apologize, though. Bear with me. I've not been feeling my best, and all of a sudden starting to hit me again here on this second segment. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yep, the Marcus Sherrill's edition. I posted that as Joey Awijan. What the devil? So we'll come back here. Okay, first we'll say the Malcolm comment. He says, Joey Awajan, thank you so much for the Hall of Fame induction. You are truly unique in your talent of covering this team. We are all invested in. Since day one of listening to the podcast, I have yet to be uh, it has yet to be matched by any other. Breaking news: Malcolm McSween has signed a lifetime long contract with the Purple Mafia. Showing thank you so much, Malcolm, and I really appreciate that. It means a great deal, and. Uh, I was. Uh, it was my pleasure to put you in. Uh, you deserved it. You've been with this show for quite a while. Um, some sometimes you know there's there were sometimes you disappeared for a while. But again, it's that doesn't hurt your value to the show because I know you're. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. I know you love the show, and it means a great deal. So thank you again very much. So now, Marcus Gerald's addition to the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> I was like, where is that? It somehow went into the visitor posts. That's the darndest thing I ever saw. But Facebook has been acting weird lately. Gerald String says, dang, that one hurts. Uh, Mark Carlson says he fully, uh, fully agrees in response there. Mark Carlson then posts his own thing, says, he is my most liked player on the team, or was on the team, like Jimmy Kleinsasser. Gerald's was always part of the team, and you could always count on him. Vince Germano out of Australia says, in other news... How good do the Browns look? And they look very good. They look very good. They really do. Uh, great additions. And, of course, Sheldon Richardson, one of them. But some others along the way. And, of course, you got a great quarterback now. And it's going to be very interesting to see how well the uh, Cleveland Browns do. I wish them nothing but success because how could you honestly root against the Browns? How? Like, why? Why root against the Browns? It's like kicking somebody when they're down. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that to be an asshole either. To be a jackass or pushing them, kicking them while they're down. No, I like the Browns. I, I do. I've actually always kind of had a soft spot for the Cleveland Browns. Are they my second favorite team? No. My second favorite team is, well, you know who they are. 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say anymore because people get mad and other people say there is no second favorite team. Uh, there can be sometimes. And, you know, it's fun to have some kind of a rooting interest when your team's not in the playoffs. It's fun to have some kind of rooting interest. Just, just somebody to kind of cheer for during that time. I mean, you know, your emotions aren't going to be as high when they win the Super Bowl. Okay, the Patriots. When the Patriots won the Super Bowl, I was very happy. But would I be nearly as happy with the Patriots winning if the Vikings win? You know, there, there's no comparison. If the Vikings win, I'm taking the day off the next day. It's not because I'm partying it up all night, but I am taking the day off the next day. There is no way in hell I'm going into work. I might miss a second day. I mean, we've waited forever. We've waited almost 60 years. It basically is 60 years now. 59 years is 60 years. It, it really is, right? Like 39 is basically 40. Like I'm basically a 40-year-old already, even though I'm not official until July. Come on. You know, I mean, we've waited eons. We've waited forever. We've waited a, a lifetime. 60 years is a lifetime. Like a life sentence is 60 bleeping years. So you wouldn't want to take a day or two off of work, not to party it up, but just to enjoy sit back and bask in the glory. But then again, going into work and basking in the glory with, with others out there that might care. Unfortunately, at my job, half the people there aren't even from Minnesota, so that sucks. But Or is it even more than half? But <laughs> but at least some of them appreciate the fact that, well, the Minnesota Vikings, the, team, the place they live now, is a Super Bowl champion. So their place of residence is a Super Bowl champion, and it's there's just nothing better. There's nothing better, and I hope it happens one day. Just like, you know, watching the North Stars lose the Stanley Cup Finals in 91, that's heartbreaking. Watching the Twins win the World Series in 91 and 87, it's the most beautiful feeling ever. Like, some of your worst enemies, like when I was in school, the people that just they beat, you, beat you up verbally, they talk stupid, they're always rude to you, even they are your best friend on that day. So, I mean, everybody had people that beat you up verbally in school. Everybody did. So, it is what it is. So, <laughs> it was a wonderful uh, feeling to be friends with everybody, even for a short time. So there is always that, too. With that said, let's pass out the stars for this show. The gold star for this episode, who's it going to go to? Mark Carlson is going to get the gold star for this episode. Bronze, or excuse me, silver star for this episode has got to be Leland. And the bronze star is going to go to... <clears throat> it's going to go to Eric and Gerald. Eric and Gerald. Eric Moss starts out to go to Gerald String out of Nebraska. We'll be bringing in the Bronze Star. Thank you guys so much for your comments. And of course, Malcolm McSween. Let's give him a silver. I mean, for that awesome comment. Let's give him a silver star. Beautiful comment. Uh, and thank you so much for your appreciation of this show and for your friendship as well out of the Southern California area there. Thanks indeed. And not Los Angeles, but, uh, you know, north of L.A., but south of, like, San Fran and all that stuff. So, <laughs> that type of situation. God bless all of you. Hopefully, hopefully the Minnesota Vikings have more up their sleeves here. I don't know. I think free agency kind of is what it is. You're probably going to bring in one more reserve guard, maybe. Brett Jones or that uh, Shackey guy. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the draft is really what's going to fix your offensive line at this point. Um, and last time we went into free agency, it was like a Band-Aid. It was like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. And it, it, held, it stopped the bleeding for a little while and poof, it burst right open again. And that's basically what happened. Free agency hopefully can mend that wound for, for a very long time. The, the draft uh, with Brian O'Neill. Hopefully, there you go. I mean, you have a tackle position that could be held for the next 10 to 15 years with Brian O'Neill. God willing. God willing and knock on wood. And let's get the other one. Get the other tackle or other... Uh, get maybe... I hope the Vikings get a tackle and a guard. And, of course, a guard that's capable of playing center, this and that. 
Um, and of course, maybe one of your backup guys is capable of doing that as well. Brett Jones and that Shacky. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. So um, it just kind of is what it is at this point. I hope all of you enjoy the spring. As it came, the spring actually came. It's not uh, it's not a myth like last year where it uh, Shatley, pardon me, Tyler Shatley, Shacky, Shatley, Shatley, Shatley. It's a different name. You don't hear it very often. And of course, he's not a big name at all. Brett Jones is easy to remember because that's like most common name in the world, practically. Might as well be Joe Smith. <laughs> but no, you're actually getting some spring. It's got that marble look outside because the snow was so deep because February was a record breaker in these parts in the upper Midwest. Record breaking February in snowfall in the upper Midwest, but March came in like an absolute raging lion and has gone out like a pretty gentle lamb, which is nice. Like they always say, March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. And uh, last year, it was it just stayed a lion until the end of uh, April <laughs> when it warmed up and all that all that huge uh, late April snow melted away very quickly. <laughs> Luckily, not too much flooding in that case. Um, but with that said, hope all of you have a nice week or two here between now and the next show where it's going to be 100% draft. And of course, fan interaction, maybe some other news, some small free agency news will get thrown in. But other than that, it's going to be 100% draft preview and all that. Guys that might be interesting, some possible guys that could help out with special teams. I always look at a guy or two like that. I identify a guy or two like that and we never take him. And it's just like, ugh. Like, I really liked Naheem Hines last year. I really did. And, ugh. It just broke my heart, you know. Never take him. But maybe once in a while they will. And then it's like, here, here we go. And hopefully they actually use him and something happens. So, we'll just have to wait and see until that happens. And until then, we'll see who that player may or may not be. Other than that, it's going to be like block the damn quarterback and uh, attack the quarterback on the other end. Plain and simple. Trenches. The game is one in the trenches. We'll talk to you then. Until then, take care.